Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We're chatting soulful or spirit-led mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. We're in our Manifesting Mama series. So today's interview is with Kylie Scharfner. She is a manifesting mama in the fullest. She's manifest an amazing career, a beautiful and empowered home birth, an amazing marriage, a business, and even a brand new podcast. You guys are in for a treat. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence, freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. We talk all things soulful, mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today, <laughs> we are in our Manifesting and Mama series, and I'm so excited that I have Kylie Scharfner here. You guys, you're in for a treat. She's a financial services representative and started in the business five years ago. Her diverse background and training enables her to help clients pursue their long-term financial goals through comprehensive, individualized financial planning. So she's going to help us with our mindset <laughs> as well as our money, you guys. She works closely with her clients to develop customized financial strategies and develop a healthy mindset about money. But while maintaining a successful financial career, Kylie is continuing to find other ways to be a positive influence on her community. Kylie has embarked on an exciting project that will allow her to help inspire the masses to become a better version of themselves. Her Journey is a podcast created by Kylie that will document her journey through life's pitfalls and most challenging times. Along with Erica Seiler as a co-host, Kylie's goals are to utilize her platform that will allow her listeners to achieve what they want most out of life. Welcome, 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 Kylie. Wow. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. So tell everyone kind of in your own words a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm an LA native. Um, I grew up in, I would say it's very interesting. I grew up in the East on the east side of town <laughs> in <laughs> South Central, um, but I um, moved to San Francisco, had some time there, got kind of into the tech field, and then uh, somehow that brought me back to LA, and I am in the financial field. So that's what I've been doing for the last uh, five years now. Wow, it went by really fast. Wow, and you're <laughs> also a mother, right? I am a mom of two babies. I say that out loud sometimes, and I'm like. Wow. Right. That's, that's the hardest they? job. <laughs> How old are they? Um, so one of one, my son is turning one wow. um just a couple of weeks at the end of June. And my daughter is two. Wow. 
So you have two young ones, like super, super young. Two babies. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like I have a, I have a five-year-old son and I feel like the time has just flown by, but I only have one. So I, I mean, it's still like, that's a yeah. lot to manage yeah. two under two. Like that's, that's a lot. How are you managing that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I have, I, I think before I was a little bit tougher on myself because, you know, you want things to be a certain way, you plan for them, you get used to things being in a certain order, being able to get to things on time or just not juggling so much. And I had kind of a hard time with that in the beginning, but now I have given myself permission to just say, look, sometimes I'm really on top of it and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm ahead of myself. Great. Like, things are kind of getting done. It's moving. Everyone's alive. Um, <laughs> some days I'm like, people are still alive, but it's chaos. Um, and I think, like most people, we do that juggle of like, sometimes the business is really great, but then, but then home suffers. And right. so, you know, I am just constantly working on how to get, how to be a five. Like, I'm, I'm cool with being a five to six right now. It doesn't need to be a 10 on the scale. Um, as long as I feel like at my worst, I'm a five. You know? Right, right. Like at your worst, you're kind of still moderate and in the middle. Yeah. Um, I know that's really interesting because I have this conversation a lot with women and mothers about mm -hmm. the idea of balance. Yeah. And I actually don't really believe in balance. I believe yeah. in prioritizing because- exactly. I feel like as mothers and as business owners, whether you're, you know, working for yourself or you're working, you know, for someone else, there's so much to quote unquote balance or like to keep going, like all these balls that are, that we're juggling that are in the air. And some of them quite oh, yeah. frankly are going to fall to the floor, but it's oh, like yeah. figuring out which ones need exactly. to fall to the floor. So the important ones you can keep juggling. Oh yeah. A, a thousand percent. I mean, it changes your life. Uh, which is a great thing. Um, I think I, I have become two different people. <laughs> In the beginning, I was very much attached to um, my business and, and even the thought of having a baby was so scary to me because I thought, what is gonna happen to my business? How is it gonna change? How am I gonna change? Um, and then with my son, I just learned to just let it go and just, keep going, allow myself to change, allow myself to change my mind, Right. allow my, my grind and my day-to-day -day grind to change. And when people don't understand. <laughs> well, I love what you just said about people that can't handle whatever changes that are going on in your life or whatever, whatever sometimes you might even have to say no to, to allow them to sit in that. Yeah. And that is, I think the, you know, if there were keys to motherhood, if there were quote unquote certain tools, I think that would be one of them. Yeah. Really um, being able to listen to yourself and being able to be like, okay, this is what's going on with me and that's okay. And those that are for me will be with me and those that won't, yeah. Right? We'll die in there. That girl will die. <laughs> I'm not trying to die. <laughs> I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I just have to, you know, every, it, it's hard. I mean, like, 
I have meltdowns sometimes. I'm like, whoa, okay, that was a good 10 minute meltdown. Like, <laughs> and I'm good. Like, I just, you know, you see it. I, I'm just like, look, the meltdowns are going to come. It's fine. I think that's normal. I, I think that I'm like, okay, if I can have a quick meltdown, that means that I'm like, all right, like this is, I'm just changing. Let's bring it back. It's not about having the meltdown that I'm as much concerned about. I'm more concerned about how I can get out of the meltdown and right. keep going. You right. Know? Right. Um, I think that's just normal. I think like, oh, I think that's healthy. Like a lot of people are sitting around really repressing emotions and trying to fake having it all together. Yeah. Or like, I feel like as women, especially like we're busy women, career minded women. I mean, I'm surprised I even decided to stay home, which is another whole conversation in itself. When I first had my, when I first had my son, but the whole idea of like giving up your plans, whatever yeah. they, whatever they thought, whatever you thought they were going to be, being able to go with the flow. And if emotions do come up to allow yourself to have them is actually really empowering that meltdown. Yeah. That 10 minute meltdown is better than like a 10 year nervous breakdown because you've been repressing and repressing and like, I've got it all together. I've got it all together. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you just have to take it day by day. I mean, that's really, uh, that's all I got. (laughs) No, that's good. And I think as someone who's a mom of two, like under two, people need to listen to that. So Let's talk about manifestation. Let's switch gears a little bit. What to you is manifestation? What does that mean to you? So I, I think that's a really good question. I think that um, manifestation to me is really your own or my own intuition, mm-hmm. my own dream, my own thought um, that is turning into truth. Um, and that turns into being. So for me, that just means, you know, the things that I thought about growing up, the things that I really intuitively are drawn to um, and intuitively want to achieve, um, actually being achieved at some point or being tangible at some point, um, but being alive at, at, at some point. And, and that's really what manifestation is to me. I think that that comes in different scales, though. I think that there some people just have a natural gift to really um, control their thoughts and really know how to guide themselves and bring on exactly what and then do the work to follow it up and then sit in it and say, all right, this is what's going to happen. Um, I think that's harder to do at times than others. Right. Um, but it's really just about, you know, just keeping your foundation good and just keeping your vibration high and keeping all the things that keep you happy, happy uh, and being able to really just let it be and say to yourself, this is what's going to happen. This Mm -hmm. is where this is going to go. This is the life that I want to live. And even though it's, I can't see it yet or it's dark right now, or I'm not sure just focusing on that and and waiting for it to happen. No, I think that you brought up several good things that, you know, I definitely agree with and I talk about all the time, but um, I feel like in the essence of it all, and I really loved how you even brought in your childhood is that like, it's things that you have wanted sometimes since you were a kid and being able to hear yourself, like your inner voice, your inner desires, and then allowing that to guide you. That sounds to me, I mean, 
that yeah. it's kind of like there's like two ways to enter this conversation you can enter it from looking at the things quote unquote like right. a lot of people look at the things on the outside that they have as you know as you even mentioned you know thought along they thought about them long enough and they were like, I'm going to have it. And then it ends up showing up or the actual, I feel like it's almost, it's kind of on par of what I talk about um, inner abundance. And it's more like developing those inner skills, being able to hear yeah. yourself, um, trust yourself, listen to yourself, actually yeah. listen to yourself and then know that it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that takes a lot of work to get yes. there. Like that's, that's hard to control. Like I, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, I think even for people who have been doing it for a while, I, like my journey of personal development probably started when I was in high school, but really, really started in like my college years. And um, I, I, I would say like, I really went to the next level probably about five or six years ago. And, you know, that took a journey that's, that's hard to do. And, and I don't have, I don't have the answers by any stretch <laughs> of the word. I am figuring this out on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. But, um, I mean, as far as manifesting is concerned, I mean, there's, you're right. Like there's the things that you can manifest. Like I want this type of home or I want this type of lifestyle, or sometimes it's just like, I want this business to happen. I want to touch people in this way and then making that happen you know and seeing it through or it's I want to have a pregnancy that that is like this um which is interesting I have let's, a let's talk about let's talk about your pre the pregnancy that's a really good one I think yeah a lot of women a lot of moms can relate to it their pregnancy story what they wanted to happen and what maybe did or didn't happen and what they manifested yeah yeah um so I had a my pregnancy with my daughter, my first child, I had in a hospital. Um, I My doctor was a man that was actually in my family for a long time. I know it's super weird when I say this, but he's actually my godfather. But we didn't have, I was comfortable with him because I trusted him. And my mom was like, look, girl, if anybody, like if something happens to you on the table, this man is going to save your life. Like, right. stop looking at other doctors, go to him. So I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, fine. It wasn't that, it wasn't really weird because like, I didn't know him. He wasn't at family barbecues all the time. So it wasn't like, <laughs> like that, but I felt comfortable and I trusted him. Right. Um, so he had been my OB since I was like 18. And when it came to have a baby, I was like, okay, the, it was very interesting. I, I did notice that, you know, things were really rushed and the experience just felt really rushed to me. Like I'm the type of pregnant girl that like comes with a list of questions in my phone. And there's usually like 10 questions every time that I thought of. Um, and I just felt like he wasn't really open to that. Like it was kind of like, okay, I got to get to the next, to the next appointment. And I, but you know, I said, okay, this is the way to have a baby, I guess. Like this is what people are doing you know right um but it still didn't you know you noticed it didn't feel right it, it didn't feel good right. um and you know i'm thinking okay he's my godfather he's gonna answer all the questions he's gonna like right. <laughs> you know like say look these are the multivitamins that you the prenatal pills that you really need to take and it's just generic and i don't know i just wasn't really getting a good a good feeling but i went with it because that's all i knew and 
I went with it. So fast forward, I had my daughter, but um, the whole time he was like, hey, you're having a super healthy pregnancy. We get to the birth and he's like, we need to induce you. And I'm like, well, why? And he said, well, if you don't have the baby by the 40th week, we just need to induce you. Like, it doesn't make sense to hold it in there. Like, your, your frame is really small. You're going to lose a lot of fluid. And if you lose that fluid, then it could not be good. I, I know you don't want a C-section and I'm trying not to go there. So I said, okay, let them induce me. That was probably like the worst pain ever. It was the most unenjoyable experience at the point, like after the point of Pitocin. And I just remember just feeling like I had cramps to like the 10th power and just feeling like I could not control my body. I didn't know what was happening. I felt like the way that I usually describe it is I felt like I was like this little Jane and King Kong was like picking me up and squeezing my, my body and then dropping me and then picking me up again and then dropping me for like hours. (laughs) And I just was miserable. And then I, I just, from that point was like, bring on the drugs, (laughs) which is not a bad thing. If that's like my, my point in the experience really in hindsight is just feeling like I didn't have control. Right. And feeling like there was no, like my husband was there and the nurse was there and my best friend was there. My family was there, but there was no one to really help me understand what was happening. So I was afraid. And we now know what, we all know what fear does to your body makes you tense up. And so that was just an unenjoyable experience until I got the epidural and then life was great because I was (laughs) high on drugs. (laughs) So it was great. (laughs) I couldn't feel, which to me was like, it's like life. It's like you want to go through life and feel those ups and downs so that you can appreciate what's, what's about to come. I still appreciate my daughter and appreciate the, the birth ended up being beautiful at the end, but the problem was that I couldn't feel, you know, and I wanted to have a little bit more access to how I was feeling. And I just didn't like the experience. So when my son came around, I was going for it again. I I just kept going for it. And I I thought, I just don't know. I, I knew about doulas. I knew about midwives, but I didn't, I thought, no, like, I don't know. Like, let's just keep going. Maybe it'll be different this time. Maybe the experience. I feel like I kind of know what to do. I don't need as much. I can kind of hang out with this guy again. About six weeks before um, my birth, my due date, I uh, my husband had won a trip. He like won this President's Club trip, and everyone was going to Hawaii. And he worked super hard for it. And I was like, we are going to Hawaii. I don't care. If this baby comes out in Hawaii, we're going on the trip, period. I feel great. We're going to do it. It's going to be fine. And my doctor just told me, like, no, don't. Like, you can go medically because nothing is wrong with you, but I wouldn't recommend it. Why don't you just sit on the couch and and just hang out? Like, why do you feel like you have to go anywhere? But my thought was, I feel good. Like, why not? I feel good. So I went. (laughs) Um, But there was just a lot of fear there. I ended up coming back and like, as soon as I got back, I just felt like I can't do this. Like, I just can't do this any longer. Went on Yelp, found a doula. She introduced me to a midwife and like, I called my husband, like, I just called a doula and a midwife. Like, and 
this is what I think. Like, I really don't want to do this. And he was super on board. Like, well, that's all right. (laughs) Like, you know, you have six weeks, right? Yes. Like sounds crazy, but let's just figure this out. And if it feels crazy, like we won't do it, but like, let's just roll with this. And it was all good. So that's what we did. Um, and we went with it. It was the best thing ever for me personally. Um, because I started to understand, it was like, I was a student and I became a student of my body. And to the point of manifestation, I said, I'm going to have a baby without fear. Mm. And right now I'm terrified. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know if I'm built for this. I don't know. Like there's a lot of risk involved. Like, I don't know if this is something that is actually meant for me, but I'm just, I'm going to do it because intuitively like my body and my mind is saying to do it. That's great. You know, so that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. Um, and I felt like I had a really good support team. I felt like um, I was empowered. Mm. I felt like I got all of my questions answered and then some. <laughs> like I developed a really good relationship with the people that were going to be doing my birth. And because of that, I really got in tune with like where I was, but I did a lot of work. Like I also saw a therapist during that time because I kept, I kept reading and hearing about the increase in uh, postpartum depression for women that are having their second baby. And interesting. I, I hadn't heard that statistic before. Um, and that kind of made me like, wow, like I don't, I don't, I didn't have postpartum depression on my dot with my daughter, but I was like, well, that could very well happen. So let me see what I can do to kind of work on myself. Because my thought was, if I can get to the point where I'm not fearful, then I won't, it, it, maybe it'll be harder to be depressed. I don't know. Like maybe it'll be, I'll be in a happier place or I will just have more understanding and more. I, I don't know. I, I just thought maybe let me, let me work on myself so that I'm at my kind of peak state before I go right. into something that's really difficult and to do. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I did. And I learned so much. We took classes and we felt more confident. So the baby, the, the actual birth date was so much easier. Um, yeah. No, that sounds really good because I think um, you trusted yourself. You trusted kind of whatever you were starting to feel and think. And then you kind of allowed yourself to stay. To me, it sounds like a perfect manifestation, honestly, because everything lined up accordingly for you to have the best possible experience. Even your husband getting on board, you finding the right support team, anchoring into what you needed kind of knowing that you had some fears both about the birth and then about postpartum depression but then you ended up literally doing what you needed to get past that yeah that's um, great like that is i mean that is that i feel like that is how we as women or anyone are able to step into our power yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you know what? And you just triggered a thought. I recently went to see uh, Tony Robbins, okay. uh, the Unleash the Power Within tour, like 
blew my mind. Like, <laughs> like blew my mind. If like you ever get a chance, go to one of those. It was just amazing experience. But during that time, the first day, he has you walk across uh, fire these fire coals. Okay, and, I've heard of this. I've heard of this experience. Yes, and like while I was there, like he teaches you a lot of like how to get, it, it's all mindset, right? So he teaches you how to get into the mindset. And while we were doing these exercises, I thought, does he know I just like in six weeks had to figure out how to have a baby with no <laughs> medication in my house? Like, this is the same thing. Like, this is the same thing. Walking through the coals at Tony Robbins is the same mindset choice mm -hmm. as having a baby, uh, having a, a, a natural birth. What do you, because, explain that a little bit more. Yeah, um, I say that because the initial thought, and when I tell people um, this, they say, what? Like, I can never do this. Like, I can never do that, right? Which is the same exact thought I had. There's no way, like, there's no way I'm not going to have pain, like, that I can't control. I thought I was going to be fainting. My worries was, <laughs> It, what if I do this and then I pass out because right. there's so much pain? So the thought is the same, right? So just like you think, how am I going to walk across fire and not get burned? Or how am I going to not feel the fire, right? It's, right. it's the same thought process initially. But then you learn, okay, well, there's things that I can do to kind of get in a state of mind where I feel like I'm at my highest state. And I feel so empowered and I feel so good that that stuff doesn't even matter anymore. All the what ifs don't even freaking matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what it takes to be, you know, a businesswoman, like, or how hard it is or how late you have to stay up. It's like, kid, like having two kids. It's like, freaks me out at first, but it doesn't matter. Like, because I have to get myself in a state to do it anyway. You know, like you have to get yourself in a mindset to say, this is something I can handle for when it gets hard. You know, it's the same thing as like, you know, even, even like as a married person, you think like, okay, like it doesn't matter what it takes. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to work my hardest on it. I'm going to put the time in. I'm going to work on myself. Like he's going to work on his self. We're going to work on our marriage. Like it's the same mindset across all those fields that you need. So that's why it's the same. I mean, it's just, it's getting to the point where you're at your highest state. So you do the work, you listen to what you have to listen to. Like you focus on the thing, you manifest it, you see what it looks like when, if you don't do it. My fear of not of going back to the hospital was 10 times stronger than my fear mm -hmm. of what the pain was like, or if there would be any pain in having the baby at home. So I burned the freaking bridge. Like I burned the boat, bridge is burned. I'm not going back, boat's burned. And I just got it, I'm on the island. I got to figure it out. It's life or death. So one of the things that you mentioned was getting yourself to the empowered state. For people that don't know what that is or what that means, how do you get yourself to that state? Man, um, <laughs> you know what, honestly, um, so, you know, before I, I spoke to you this morning, there was like the morning chaos of the house right. mixed with, you know, business conversations between me and my husband mixed with like making quick dials to do 
um, my finance business, mixed with all these things that could could be a downer, you know, like could be not necessarily a downer because I, I like all of these things, but it's just over an overwhelming anxious feeling, right? Right. Um, so what I did was <laughs> before I, I called you or even looked at any emails or any conversations from you, I ran through my house <laughs> and I just turned on some music really loud. Um, I like that Rihanna song. Um, we fought, we found love in the perfect place or whatever. Mm -hmm. that song is. So I just turned that on for like 30 seconds, super loud, ran around the house and started just jumping up and down screaming. <laughs> and then I felt good. Like I was at a party or something. And then I went, whoo, okay, let's go. And I just felt like I was in a totally different state of mind. It sounds crazy. My neighbors are probably like, what the heck? <laughs> but it worked. And that was just what I needed to go from this state of mind where I'm like, whoa, okay, you know, kids, did I remember to get her sippy cut? Like, did I bring her jacket? You know, like, does the baby have all the stuff for grandma? And, you know, that like all those thoughts, like turn all that off and then, all right, I'm here, you know? I love that. And you're right. Like movements, movement is so you, well, you did a couple of things. One, I would say you did the whole mindful noticing, which is from the, yeah. my mindfulness folks. I have to incorporate it, but like you noticed yeah. what you were thinking, you noticed how you were feeling and you also were aware of how you wanted to feel like you wanted mm. to feel. A lot of us are walking through the day, experiencing things, but not really noticing them. Yeah. And so like, that was like the first thing I heard when you said that. And then, then you were like, okay, I'm, I'm going to shift out of it. And then you used both movements and you used music mm. and both of those things. I mean, even, I mean, everything, I'm a yoga teacher. So everyone mm -hmm. from like yoga teachers to Tony Robbins knows once you start jumping up and down, yeah. shaking. <laughs> It's really hard for you to stay sad, depressed, yeah. angry, yeah. jumping and you're moving your energy because you're changing your entire energy. Absolutely. And music is also because of the, like even the different beats. Mm -hmm. and, um, also our, what's it called? Like our familial like memories, like what, mm -hmm. like how we associate certain things, even with certain songs. Can absolutely, both, absolutely. Right? <laughs> Why I chose that song. the Rihanna song, I was like, I know exactly what that yeah. was, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why I chose that song. <laughs> yeah. And so ladies that are listening to the, that's like a couple of tools. I mean, I teach it to the women that I work with, but like th this is showing the things in real life and how it shifts us because at any moment like you just showed i think what a lot of moms are are faced with each day everything from a sippy cup to making <laughs> calls to promoting their businesses you know what i'm saying to then having to fall into like a more connection heart space for the kids yeah. and their family but a mental space for work yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's just constantly moving and shifting and figuring out what works and I mean, I, those are things that, that I do that work for me, but you know, your song could be different or right. like the way that you do it could be different. Maybe it's, um, jogging or, you know, exercise, but that's my thing that works. If I don't have time to go, like I only have 10 minutes or I only right. have five minutes. That's something that I can promise to myself to, to do that, that actually really works. That can, 
can get me into a better state of mind. But you know, on the flip side, sometimes I I have to cry in traffic. You know, like right. sometimes I'm like, whoo, okay, there's a lot going on. But I think that's okay. It's a it's okay to have to release it sometimes. Crying is just a a moment of release, and that's just how I have to release. I mean. I'm a cancer. We are like very much water and flowing and really like I have to let that go in the way that I have to let that go. But there are some things I can also look at that and say, okay, like have that, let's get it back together, do what we need to do and then figure out what the next step is. Right. Um, But I mean, it's not easy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. And like all of us again are so different, um, you know, in terms of what makes us feel good in terms of what shifts us and we're different in the moment. So, you know, essential oils, I know you could use that. You could, you know, you could smell something great that may not work today. You know, you might actually go need to take a nap, right? (laughs) You know, call up your girlfriend, a life. Um, I actually created this, uh, self-love ebook that was like, it's a based on the love languages. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun thing that I had, I had so much fun creating it. But basically if you know, the love languages book by Gary yes. Chapman, yes. on you know, whether you're acts of service or yes. your physical touch, whatever. Well, a lot of us don't even know that for ourselves. So it's like, how do we become more loving or we get into empowered states or feel better ah, it works for us? That's good. So it's like this little quiz, if you do the, the standard quiz and find out what are your top two, like for me, one of mine is physical touch. I like that. Hugs yeah. are great. Massages yeah. for me are great. So people laugh and they're like, oh, you get a massage every week? Yes. That is part of my yeah. self-care. That is part wow. of my, you know, one of the things that I do just for me. Yes. You might get your hair done. I might get my massage done. <laughs> it's all different priorities or, you know what I'm saying? You might oh, yes. and I might dance to Drake. Like, (laughs) but the whole thing is just making sure we have tools to use because life is going to be just like you said, it's going to go up and down. We're going to have all of these things that we're juggling. Yeah. Thousand percent. I I so appreciate that. And what you just said about self-care is like so huge. A good friend of mine just asked me like, well, you know, you're doing all these things. Like, what do you do for yourself that like keeps you going? I said, well, you know, these businesses just fuel it so that my kids have something to look at. And he's like, yeah, but that's what you do for them. Like, what do you do for you? And I was baffled. Like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> like, I forgot to take care of myself. Right. So I just told my husband the other night, I said, here's the thing. I was like, listen, once a month, I'm having a me day. I'm shutting off. Yes. Okay. It's going to be one Friday every month. It might just be, I go get my hair done. It might just be, I just go to like the spa and just don't come out (laughs) for hours. Whatever it is, I'm committing to do that and I'm calendaring it. And he was like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, all right, done. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, but that, I totally missed that. I got in the swing and like you, that used to be something that I did all the time. And I just totally just, got into it. And I'm like, look, I got, I, I got to do this, you know? So that's, that's important. Good. You put it in your, you've already put it in your calendar. You've already talked to the important people. Like I literally created a whole mama love planner to help women do this because if awesome. we don't schedule our time, if yeah. we don't schedule that time for ourselves, that time will get eaten up with something else that is either urgent or we feel is 
like on fire, at, you know, or on fire at that moment. It may not even be that it has to happen right now, but it feels that way. But I love that you're taking, you should, like we turn yeah. our computers all the way off. Yeah. So we need to turn all the way off sometimes. Oh, a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, and just the juggling of things like, or, or the guilt that we feel mm-hmm. about things. Like, what is that guilt? I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I love it. Just release it. Guilty. Like, just release it. Yeah, but I want to shift gears because I haven't even asked you about this amazing work that you do to help women with their finances and their money mindset. Talk a little bit about how you help your clients. Yeah. Well, (laughs) um, so, so what I do is I work with individuals, um, and I sit down with them and I talk to them about what their goals are financially, what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, um, and how they basically, a vision their life right um, and from that we create a plan but what I start finding is that it's it's easy for me to sit down and create a plan with you and have this robust plan that we can put numbers to and see okay this will work or this is how much you'll have in retirement or this is how much you can save for your kids school or whatever the goal may be but if you don't have the mindset to continue that process and you don't have the mindset to keep that going, then you're doing a disservice to yourself. Um, So what I try to do is just on a personal basis, incorporate both of those things and give people the tools to achieve those financial goals um, and to achieve what they want to achieve um, and protect their investments or their assets or their families, but also understand why they're doing the things that they're doing. And I think that what gives me an edge, if you will, is that because I've come from a background of, you know, lack or a background of, um, scarcity, then I have an understanding of you know what it feels like i under, understand i understand that thought because i've been there before you know like i understand what it's like if you're thinking well i know what i want to achieve at some point is abundance or is wealth but then i've never seen anyone in my family that's wealthy wow so i don't even know what that looks like the only way i know what that looks like is by the people that i hung out with because my parents made the sacrifice to send me to schools where there were people that whose parents had abundance and wealth, you know? So, you know, definitely I'm seeing that marrying the two is significant. Um, so what I'm doing is not only, you know, helping my clients, my financial clients, but we also created a space for, uh, especially what well, women is the focus, but her journey is the podcast that I, Uh, my best friend and I developed um, basically just highlighting the journey that women go, go through in life in general. So for me, it, a a big part of it was what I just mentioned, you know, having the journey of never feeling like I fit in, like Mm -hmm. never feeling like in the hood, I wasn't hood enough. (laughs) Right. Private school girl, you're not, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of the hood, they're like, like, you know, you, like, you don't have access to this. So there's never a world that I really fit in, but it made my journey 
like so unique because I can kind of work both worlds. I, I, I know what it feels like. Not to say that, you know, right now, um, or that I come from a place where uh, uh, I'm just, how do I say, like, um, um, like not, not to say that I just have it all figured out in terms of, of the, my goals for financial success. That's what I'll say. Um, but to say that, you know, I do understand what it's like to have that journey. I do understand what it's like to be on the journey of wanting to be married. My best friend, that's her journey is, you know, she wants to be married. She wants that to have children. She's figuring out this dating life. Mm -hmm. Um, it, as someone in her mid thirties and she's like, what the heck? Like, is there a timeline? Should I rush this process? We've got people that are like, look, like I want to have a baby, but it's not working for me right now. Like my, my body or the timing on the universe is saying right now was not my time. Like, you know, and then, or they end up having the baby. Um, so, you know, so many different journeys that women take, uh, the journey of starting a business, you know, right. mm -hmm. um, so, you know, these are things that we just want to highlight, but I use, and, and we talk a lot about, you know, having the mindset to get through whatever it is that you're getting through. We talk about, you know, financial journeys. We talk about, um, like I said, you know, the, the mindset or the manifestation that takes place uh, when you're on your journey. We talk about those losses because that's real. <laughs> the loss is a journey, navigating through loss, you know? Um, so, you know, so, so many things, but that, that's pretty much what I'm doing in my day to day and <laughs> my side hustle as well, if you will, you know, the, my side, you know, business that I'm taking a journey on and I'm figuring out and, um, along with my best friend and what that's like, uh, which is super fun, by the way, I'm like, that sounds fun. That podcast sounds amazing. So Definitely, everyone who's listening, get ready to check out her journey, um, because I, I think almost, no, I know all women can relate to basically everything that you've said, whether they've decided to have children, not have children, get married, not get married, get divorced. I know that's me, that I you know, ended up divorced, stuff like that. It's, and now you're back into the single world. Oh my gosh, you know, all of these are our journeys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And having other women be able to talk about them, speak truth to them, support them, encourage them. That's what we ultimately need. Like that just helps us be more of who we are. Right, right, right. Um, and, and just having a safe place to have those conversations yes. is important. Like being able to talk about real things. Uh, I just had a conversation with a woman that um, uses cannabis now and used cannabis while she was pregnant wow. and the reasons why and her guilt about that and then the guilt that she does not have now you know and just navigating through people judging her um judgment you know how we look at other people that might be going through something that we don't really understand um or we're we can't relate to and forcing an opinion about that you know so you know, so just so many, so many good topics, so many things that I'm super excited to talk about. Um, and we'll be sharing more information about as we go. I love it. I love it. Well, 
Thank you so much, Kylie. Like you have shared so much, I feel, with our listeners today about uh, manifesting, trusting ourselves, having the strength and, enc- and encouragement to like get all everything aligned to have a great birth, to start a business. Um, I really even love what you said about being able to understand the different mindsets in terms of lack and scarcity, as well as abundance and like true wealth or inner wealth like that's so, so powerful. So I really, really thank you for coming on today to share your stories and share your truth. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I would love for everyone to go out. Definitely um, follow Kylie. All of her information will be in the show notes. And I'm really encouraging you guys to have an amazing day and to do something that helps you love yourself and the life you are presently living. And I will talk with you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheBrooksitney. And for my lady listeners who need a little self-love and self-care time, as well as luxury, pampering, and yoga and meditation, I invite you to join me at the Mind Soulful Self-Love Yoga and Meditation Retreat, which will be held in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico on October 11th through the 14th, 2019. Visit brooksitney.com for more information. And of course, for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me. That information is available on my website. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.